Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post. End Time Judgment, Justice, and Mercy. When he comes, all shall behold him, and all that dwell on the earth shall wail because of him. Mercy is given, but justice and judgment are rewarded. Do not miss this post. Free, born, or slave, children of the promise. Children of the promise. Today, as America swings into a realm of chaos amidst socialist agendas, covid pandemics, and open borders hitting this nation, it is more important to focus your priorities. Do not miss this post, Finite Life and the Infinite Truth. Finite life and the infinite truth means living life and knowing there is an eternal God. People's societies are bent, led by feelings and hedonism. The latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Contented Godliness Epistles of Timothy Part 3. And do not miss this post. Perilous Times Epistles of Timothy Part 4. And do not miss this post. Final Admonitions Epistle of Timothy Part 5. The situation of the gospel and the people in the Lord's in the Lord depended on leaders like Timothy, who, as a good soldier, would stand up against these people. And be sure to get your book, The Rising by the Watchman. It's a Christian fiction thriller. And the rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danasglinsmith.com where you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we also feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome. 
This is the Watchman, and you're listening to Sound the Shofar on this Friday morning. With more rain under our coppers, I'll tell you, we have had a lot of rain recently. Not near as much as they do over overseas. So here we are. We had an event yesterday. And so I was unable to get uh, our battle line show where we study Isaiah produced or even done. We had a significant issue. Uh, and so it required my attention and as of now the issue is resolved but uh, it was a traumatic event that happened yesterday and uh, I'm really not going to go into details and it's not about nothing happened to me, but another person. And so, you know, life is short. And uh, when things happen in your life, you begin to realize, I mean anybody's life. I'm not talking about my life, but anybody's life. You know, they can make you think. <laughs> which I think is what God intended but think in your heart is this what God wants me to do or am I walking the right path you see I was raised with that generation from a little lad little boy little child following my dad and my mother took care of the rest of the issues but you see dad taught me about a conscience he taught me about listening to the conscience he taught me about the heart Today, though, society has forgotten, forgotten about the conscience. In many cases, the consciences are seared, and they're against God. Enough said. I could list off the nauseatingly list of wickedness that this country does, but the others do the same thing. It's not like all the other nations in this world are virtues of holiness and godliness. They're not. Not even Israel. Matter of fact, Israel doesn't have a temple. And yet they try to practice the things that God has given in his word. But that's the old covenant. We love Israel, we support Israel, and Israel is going to face some tough times. But they're not the only ones. So today, we lead off with one of the most dramatic dreams, I think. But before we do, we're going to be in 2 Peter, chapter 1, 16 through 21. Now, if you read the New Testament, or the Old, if you get in the Bible, you know, there's one thing about the apostles. They were Jews. 
They knew what the law was. They didn't have a convenient New Testament because the one who the New Testament talks about had not arrived. When he did arrive, they had to be taught. And then after they were taught, they went out. But they had to write the Gospels at some point and the rest of Scripture. So we're in Lord God, Governor of the Nations, Part 10, Word of Prophecy. When we speak of prophecy, we speak of the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is prophecy. He's that and a lot more. Peter writes... Let me remind you, this is Second Peter 1, 16 through 21. He leads off Second Peter. Pretty much, you know, you go down, you know, this whole section. And it's like a testimony. It is a testimony. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Now see, we got a lot of those here in America today. Even those in the Christian world. Cunningly devised fables. And in the Christian world, yes, we've got Jesus Christ, Yahshua. But we have cleverly divided him up into denominations doctrines and everything else so when a lot of these things that the Christian church has been hanging on to and believed begin to falter you can look into the main interpretation and devising of that particular teaching and then you can find the biblical or unbiblical nature of it. But the real test is happening now. The problem with tests, you're done studying. You're going through the trial. No time to look back and refresh. Now, we do look at scripture. But when you're going through a trial that is really traumatic and life-threatening, and I've heard this testimony, all we could do was say, Jesus, 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 when you were in the life and death throes at that moment. Verse 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. A fable is not going to deliver you. <clears throat> this is Lord God, governor of the nations, and it speaks of that time when there's judgment. Don't wait until judgment for you to make your decision to receive the Lord. Don't wait until judgment. To start reading the Word of God. Don't wait until judgment for you to decide to read the Bible. No, of course, it's always good to read the Scriptures. But don't start then. You should have already been doing it. But if you're on your deathbed and accepting the Lord, now that's what we call a narrow escape. So we have not followed cunningly devised fables, Peter says, when we made known unto you. Now that we is the apostles. So if your church doctrine 
of the New Testament is not based on the testimony of the apostles and follow what they have written, then you're probably more than likely in trouble. And then there are those churches that totally throw out the Old Testament, which is another stupid thing to do, but I can tell you the denomination, and I can tell you that there's... I, <laughs> yes, there's people that go to church there. Now, that was years ago when I was running into these folks. But see, I don't argue with you. I don't argue with people. I preach the truth. I tell the truth. I testify to the truth. And if you don't like it, if you don't want to listen, I'll tell you to read Revelation 22. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Revelation 22 will describe why you need to pay attention. But it also gives leeway to the corruption and the godlessness to go ahead. It does. It gives you leeway. Of course, for that godlessness, the Lord says, For I will reward you according as your work or works shall B. That is the kicker. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now that, to me, would have been worth it. Just to see that. Because, see, the only kind of majesty we have is one that's bought by money and created by men. I don't follow Jesus Christ because of men. I follow because he's the Son of God and he has delivered me. And he, his spirit bears witness with my spirit. And I want to see his majesty. I want to bathe in it. I want to be there before him. I want to be in heaven. I want to know that. I want to see that. I want to experience that forever. I want my sins covered. I'm tired of the sins. I'm tired of the sinful world. I want Christ. Now that's going to be the test. He goes on to say, For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, that's heaven where the Father is, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard, when we were with him in the Holy Mount. Now that's not in the time of Moses. That's in the time of the apostles. They heard it. They saw it. And so... This is important. Because your life depends upon who you believe in. We have a more, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. We love our prophecy. But there's a more sure word. Whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. Now those are, that's a fancy phrase. But you see, in the world today, the believers, the true believers that carry the cross, love the Lord and 
walk in the way that he wants them to. They are the light that shines into the dark place of the world as we know it. And it's going to continue to be a dark place in the hearts of men until that one spark hits their heart. And suddenly that day becomes dawn. Everything is beautiful and fresh. The sun is rising up. And here it's the day star, the Son of God, who arises in your heart. And you know who it is. And I've been clear out in the middle of nowhere. And I laugh at all these nincompoop liberals who want to make everybody have electric cars. They're nuts. In our area, it's a two-hour drive plus to any place you want to go, a big city. And the rest are just little small things. You're not going to have anything work up here in our country if you've got some of this funky modern electrical cars. You need petroleum, and we got lots of it. So the day has dawned and the day star arises in your heart. There's a more sure word of prophecy. But see, until you get that light of the Lord and God opens your understanding, you're going to be in darkness. And you can be so great in your own zeal and ignorance when you manipulate the gospel of Christ, when you manipulate the people who listen to you, or when you're manipulating some other religion to make them think that you are the one that can give them truth. There is one truth on earth. That one truth came. He had 12 disciples and one was a devil. He died on the cross, was dead and buried, resurrected from the cross, seen alive by many infallible proofs, left instructions with the church, he ascended to heaven, and the apostles saw him go. The angel said, this same Jesus, as you have seen him go, well, he's going to come again in like manner. We look for that. But knowing this first, he says, no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. In other words, some man just didn't create it just to do it. Now see, we got people that do that. We have people that have done that. And they have created a belief around something that's totally a fable and isn't true. And they're considered Christians and believers. And see, in these last days, God is shaking the tree. You know, when you have vegetables and fruit and fruit trees and fruit on your bushes... It's nice. You can go out and pick fresh 
fresh items. But the other issue is, you've got probably a mega ton of bugs and birds and everything else that want to eat the same stuff you're trying to get. You know, now, we keep raspberry bushes here. I started with one little stick of a raspberry. Now I got them all over the place. And it keeps us well supplied in raspberries. But there's one thing they got on them. Thorns. Terrible thorns. And I have paid the penalty for not paying attention when I tried to get in there and do a little bit of work. So I know that when I get to heaven, the raspberry bushes won't have those thorns. But here on earth they do. It's funny. You get something that tastes so good that grows. And all you have to do is keep it watered and fertilized and have a place for it. Prune them a little bit. And there they are. But see, we also have another harvest. Not just the harvest that we do, but the birds like them too. And they can get in there and sit on them branches and they never do seem to get stuck with the same thorns that man does when they get in there. And they can enjoy that harvest and that's okay. Because we allow the birds to do that. Well, you see, the thing of it is man likes to manipulate and manipulating scripture, manipulating the holy book, manipulating even what Christians believe today has gone on since the beginning. Paul said that when he would leave, grievous wolves would enter in. They've already entered in, and they're well entrenched. And I can tell you one place they're well entrenched right now at this moment. They're entrenched in Rome. And they're not the only ones. But Peter finishes by saying, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now you see, those same holy men of God, we have them in America today. They're made holy because of their commitment to Christ, receiving him. They have been born again through the Spirit. They've received Christ, John 1, John 3. Read 1 John 1. Read Romans 3 through 7. And so when we read these Gospels, they're the anointed word of God. And of course the skeptics will never get out of the book anything. Because they're full of unbelief. Because you mix the word of God with faith and God honors that. Now let's go down and look at Abraham. At the time it was Abraham. To later become Abraham. Genesis 15, 12 through 13. You see, when we talk about the day of the Lord, it's a prophetic event that's coming. It talks about it. We've discussed there's local times when judgment and day of the Lord occurs. There's a little more bigger arena when judgment can happen. But also the big prophetic event is when the Lord comes again. And as scripture says, unless the Lord shortens the days, there would be no flesh left alive. Because man in his wickedness will slaughter and kill each other until God gets back here. 
We already have plotters. We have Biden, who half the time doesn't seem like he knows where he's at. And he's led directly by the policies of Obama. If you can't see that aspect, then you're blinded. And... But see, there's a lot of people that don't see it. Even people within the distance of our family, not our immediate family, because they know. They don't get it. But the truth of the matter is, you have an active coup going on in America, and it's being manipulated through Biden in the Oval Office. The Rhino Republicans are aiding and abetting, and of course they thought it was a good idea to give Tudros, who's in charge of who, which if you read his history, there's corruption with him. Because I, <laughs> I did the research, and I found some witnesses who talked about him in their own country, about how corrupt he was. Well, that's their word. But after seeing what he did <coughs> through COVID and the fact that he's connected to the WEF, the World Economic Forum. Now get this. Tedros in charge of who? Klaus Schwab in charge of the WEF. So you put them together. Who? WEF. Who is the WEF? In other words, if I threw this together like this. The World Economic Forum, who plots to bring in a one-world government. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Is Klaus Schwab the Antichrist? No, he's not the Antichrist. But he's somebody that has the roots going back to Hitler, and he does. Klaus Schwab's dad was a top officer with Hitler. Yeah, Hitler. And when the Lord comes back, it says in Revelation that he'll destroy those who have destroyed the earth. So what you have is a revelation, the day of the Lord, and you have the nations going to plot right now actively to bring in a one world order, and guess what? It's not going to go as planned. Pretty close, because they're getting close. They want to control all of society through their own little mark. Now see, for years and years and years in the prophecy aspect of this, we all thought that we were looking at a one world currency, which you had to have. But see, we actually have had that one world currency, and most people didn't even know it. And that is digital, which works through the Internet and electronics. And they can control it. They can control everything. They can shut everything down. And that's their goal. That's exactly how the Antichrist is going to do it. I've talked about this, taught about this, and also told people about the technology that's going to happen with it. And as I watch that, all those things that God revealed to me a long time ago is coming to pass. But see, the thing of it is, before we get to glory, we got a lot of stuff to take care of here. Because we've got generations of kids that are blind, generation of adults that are even blinder. Everybody's woke, but they're not woke to the gospel. They're not woke to godliness. They are confused, and they don't even know it. They're totally blind. There's a promise given to them through the gospel. But they won't even pay attention to it because they're blind. God needs to open up their blinders. America needs to wake up. 
The nations of men need to wake up, but they're not going to. Paul talks about the delusion in 2 Thessalonians 2 because the mass of people reject the love of the truth, which is the gospel, the God, God the Father, the love in the world. He sent his only begotten son. The love of the truth. They're going to reject that. They're going to reject the gospel. By the way, they will also reject the Jews and Israel like they're already doing. And they're going to make a way. And then the one last great Gentile ruler will take the nations of Gentiles down to Jerusalem. And you'd better believe they will go down there because God says, I'm going to bring them down to Jerusalem and I'm going to judge them there. He will. He did that before. He brought the Assyrians down, led by Sennacherib. Destroyed them at the gate. God's going to do the same thing. He's going to bring them down to Jerusalem. And they will be destroyed. Now you see, when we get back to Genesis 12, 13, this is a prophetic dream. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, or Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. Now you see, to whom much is given, much is required. Before you go in to be a great man or a great preacher or a great person, there is a price to pay. But see, today we can, we can make this happen with no price to get there. But once they get there, they can't handle it. And they're destroyed by their own success. Now you see, I can tell you about the great darkness. And I remember in my interviews, when I used to do a lot of interviews, I don't do interviews anymore. And uh, I might do a few once in a while now. But uh, <clears throat> the issue of it is... I talked to a preacher one time. There is a cost. That is the issue. People, especially those that ascend to any kind of power and authority, don't just get there by mistake. There's always a cost. And in the Lord, there's a cost. Make no mistake, a big cost. And so in Genesis 12 and 13, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. Now yes, Israel was chosen. Out of Isaac came Ishmael. No, there was Ishmael and Isaac, excuse me. And Ishmael, of course, <clears throat> was to become a nation. Thirteen tribes. Twelve tribes, rather. I actually talk about Ishmael in my book, The Rising, by the way. There's a lot of prophetic stuff in there. And then Isaac, of course, is where the promise went through for the Messiah. But it's co it cost. 
they had to go through this testing Christians before they get to the end we have to we have a lot of things now depending on which denomination you're in you can be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib or no-trib but whether you're post, pre, mid, or whatever, there's still going to be a tribulation. And we call that the Great Tribulation. But see, there's going to be tribulation anyway. Because the Lord said, in the world, you will have tribulation, will have trials, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. There's a cost to being a Christian. We say it's free. It's not free. Yeah, you can accept the Lord, but unless you take up your cross and follow him, you're not worthy of him. There is a discipleship. He expects you to walk in the light as he is in the light, 1 John 1. There's always a cost. And this darkness represented what they went through with Egypt. Egypt is actually a type of the world. And as Christians, when we see that whole issue that the Israelites went through, we see a prophetic arena that speaks to the Gentiles and others who are Christians today. That there is going to be trials. There is going to be a great tribulation. And as I've said before, The Lord, unless he shortens the days, there will be no flesh left alive on the earth because man will destroy himself. And look what we have right now. We have Putin, who came out and even uh, told everybody that they had stolen the election from Trump, and he went into detail. <laughs> And they could have even helped. But Putin don't like him. And so now he's fighting. Everybody knows it. And he's threatened to blow up the world with nuclear weapons. While at the same time he's facing cancer. And they're trying to downplay it. But U.S. intelligence says it's pretty bad. Z also wants to take... Taiwan and he has cancer it's kind of interesting that both leaders that want to take on these nations both have cancer they need to focus on receiving the Lord and believing to save their souls lest you know they get in trouble but you see Israel's going to be the center we look at Israel during all of this as well but the Christians are going to be there too. Of course, the, and I've talked about this when we talk about, you know, when the Christians are going to leave or not. I don't worry about it. Let them worry about it. But the fact remains of it is, is that there's this great darkness, which is prophetic. Now you see, I have interviewed a lot of people in the past. I don't interview as much now. And one of them was a preacher. And uh, he had died. And he said when he died, he went through great darkness. He, he went into an area that was totally dark, but there was these creatures there he could see. And they were, he says it was the most horrendous horror filled scary arena you know place that he had ever been he wouldn't describe him he didn't want to talk about it because it was so bad and I actually interviewed others that had had that same type of experience and there is no doubt God uses that it gets your attention it would have got Abraham's attention. 
But somewhere down the line, after this prophecy, it came to pass. And there was a great deliverance. Because there was somebody waiting for the children of Israel when all this began. And he became their deliverer, and that was Joseph. In Egypt. And, of course, for a long time. Just, just a minute. For a long time. The children of Israel did okay until Joseph died and uh, there became an emperor, a pharaoh, who didn't know Joseph. You know the story. But eventually they did get delivered. And so... Israel paid a price to become Israel. And today Israel is still paying the price. And Ishmael hates Isaac, his line. I mean, that's the way it is. But you see, there is going to be a lot of things happening on the earth. And the fact of the matter is, and Putin and Z both prove it, there are men willing to destroy using nukes in order to get what they want. And now with Biden, who sent uh, rockets, special kinds of rockets, to fight Putin, he warned him. And he will follow through with it. Now, there was talk from Russia's point that they would stop it. But the point of the matter is, is that we're talking about the day of the Lord. We're talking about when the Lord comes, one of the things he's going to do is destroy those who have destroyed the earth. Another scripture tells us, that unless the Lord shortens the days... There will be no flesh left alive. Now the context of this is, it's hard to believe that man will destroy himself just to get what he wants. Does that make sense? No. But it's a time of darkness. Now you see, when... And I was warning about a lot of stuff, been warning for many, many years. But everybody is waiting for Trump to win his second election, which he didn't. The proof's all in. Danisha's 2,000 mules proves that uh, the election was stolen. They have a lot more evidence. But the issue of it is, is Biden is in, Trump is not there, the whole country's going down. Why? Because we're heading into a time of darkness. Will we ever come out of it? Yeah, somewhere. But the fact of the matter of it is, and this is truth, is that long before that second election of Trump, I knew through the Spirit of God that this was not going to be like everybody expects. I knew for a fact that's how sure I was. I also started speaking about this. And then the year of the election. Now, I'd known about the election that it wasn't going to go like everybody expected well in advance, probably a year or more. And then when I reached the year of his election, re-election, I was 
I received a dream. Well, it wasn't a dream because I was sitting here and I was wide awake. I had my eyes open. And then all of a sudden, I had this dream of darkness. Only these were clouds and other things along with it. And I was also told that when you see Biden win the election, you'll know that this is judgment. Now, what I saw was a darkness and it was filled with fear. A lot of fear. Hate. I mean, it was... describing what it would be like. And I can't even begin to describe you all the stuff about it. But I know about this. I knew ahead of time. And I also know that in America, it needs to repent. Abraham's prophetic dream is about a promise, but the dream that introduced this is so dark. It says a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And that would describe what happened to me that morning when I was wide awake and I looked at it. And don't ask me why. I'm not here to prove anything to you. But I was told many, many years ago, probably more than 50 years ago, that America as I knew it would cease to exist. I've lived with that all my life. I've tried to deal with that and tell people what was coming. But the whole time, and I saw all the outreaches by Billy Graham to, to reach this nation, and many others like David Wilkerson, and we've had a plethora of great men of God that tried to warn this nation. This nation has failed to respond. It would not listen. It didn't listen then. It's not going to listen now. But even now, I have hope that they will listen. But you see, when we look at the prophetic wheels we see the wheels moving ahead into an arena that many of us did not really think it was that close. But see, I also know from going through the book of Isaiah that things aren't always as they appear. Because God sent the day of the Lord upon Judah in the form of the Assyrians and they got up to the gates of Jerusalem. And for all intents and purposes, those Assyrians were going to take Jerusalem and take everything captive and carry them away, just like Sennacherib's dad did with the northern tribes. But at the final moment, an angel destroyed 150,000 of that army. And the king left with probably a few of his aides. And he was eventually killed by his own sons in the house of his God. And that was a warning to them because Hezekiah was the king that had gotten elected to undo the damage that the previous king had done. That's what he was doing. Isaiah was there as well. But you see, the thing of it is, in later years, Judah forgot about that. And they fell away from the Lord again. And this time it would be Babylon that would destroy them. Jeremiah spent a good portion of his life trying to warn them, and they wouldn't listen. And they were carried away captive for 70 years. Now make no mistake... What's happening now is a warning to America. If America rep responds, repents, and turns away, God will turn away from that wrath, and you can see this land healed. 
But if you do not, then judgment is not going to be forecast or cast away. The day of the Lord. I'm not just covering it for the fun of it. Now, I don't ha know if I have enough to reach this other, because this is very important. This is another part of this same dream. Because these things are so important, I don't want you to miss it. And that's about the iniquity of the Amorites. Because it would be their land that God was going to give them. But the iniquity of the Amorites had not yet come to the pool. So... Abraham and his seed could not immediately obtain that. And we'll talk about that next time. This is, this is very, very important. Because God moves according to the iniquity of a nation. When it comes to the absolute full. Which personally, I think we've <laughs> surpassed it. But that's the way it is. And the measurement is not done by me. It's done by the Lord. So we will get back with that. Genesis 15. 14 through 16. And it's important that you understand this part. See because in judgment. And this is another thing that God showed me in doing Isaiah. Judgment is actually God's mercy to save a nation of people from total destruction. God wants to give America mercy and forgiveness, but America needs to change. Your pride will bring you down and will destroy you. And you worship D.C., it's, it's a vile place. Yes, it has the Constitution there, but the Constitution is not the Word of God. They will destroy everything. And I got news for you. In judgment, D.C. will be wiped off the face of the earth. New York will go down. And many places in California will go down. And other areas. There is, this is not going to be a land you're going to want to live in if we do not repent. Now see, whether you believe me or not, actually it would be a good thing if you did and start seeking the Lord. But this will come to pass one way or the other. We're either going to repent or we're not going to repent. But whatever this nation does, God will not forsake his people. And that includes the believers in Christ Jesus. But make no mistake, there's going to be trouble and there will be martyrdom. And it's time for the church to wake up and America to repent. Father, thank you for this word. Bless this word to all those that hear it whenever they do. Bless them, keep them, watch over them, and draw them to yourself in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. 
Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, pick up a copy of my book, The Rising. There's a lot of stuff in that book that'll even tell you where the Antichrist will eventually end up. So check out the book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. And it's at Life Rich Publishing. <laughs> it's in a lot of places. You can go over to my websites, and I have the links there, and I have a page over there. A ton of stuff. I can't tell you all here. Until next time, be safe. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.